I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Now let's get to the really important stuff. When I walked in this morning... Our producer, uh, Robin, said, I think we're going to have Steve Hatch join us from the Hatch family. And, I mean, she didn't have to mention candy or chocolate before I was totally on board and with the drift. And after all, this is National Chocolate Day. And, Steve, uh, you know, there are lots of people who are very welcome here at KSL. But I think uh, I think you win the award so far. I I've seen more eyes light up with you coming in, and especially since you brought a bag along with you. What what's in the bag? Oh, I yeah. See, I always have chocolate. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Everybody loves chocolate, so everybody's uh. always expecting I'm going to have chocolate with me. But today, I went out of my way to bring you chocolate. Boy, no kidding. I mean, I've got the full pound assortment of chocolate, which, now, you be my witness. What's the first thing I did? I, I want to paint what a great, decent guy I am before I eat all the rest of Do you of know what? Them. Well, I think you wanted them all by yourself, <laughs> but you, you reluctantly, you shared. Yeah, Jeff Jeff shamed me. He came in and gave me the news tip on the uh, House vote, and which, so I thought- that kind of goes good with National yeah. Chocolate Day. Ooh, Ooh, the, we, the possible voting of impeachment and National Chocolate Day. I melts. bet that they were eating it as they Probably. made that decision. Probably. So Jeff Kaplan was the first. Robin, you you need to to take your your chocolate there. Okay. Ooh, the salted caramel. Salted caramel is one of our favorites. And thankfully, there's another one, so I don't have to arm wrestle you for it. So <laughs> I, I can get you more if you need. <laughs> and you also brought in one of your famous. Uh, caramel apples. I did. Chocolate. A caramel chocolate apple. Oh, man. And, now, see, he says caramel. But I've I sometimes say caramel. Caramel. Okay. Because, you know, I'm from Sugar House you know, originally. <laughs> and then Eureka, which added another level. But so is which is correct, by the way, when you're dealing with the big, high chocolate muck to mucks Is there a correct way? I mean, <laughs> no. I think I think I always say caramel. Um, but it also depends on how lazy I am. Yeah. Sometimes I might yeah, want to leave right. the, the extra A out of the caramel. Yeah. But honestly, I figure everybody has their own way to say it, and all are correct. That's true. That's true. As long as you love chocolate, as you love, you know. And I mentioned the the true Halloween candy. This this is it. This is the gospel. You have to have chocolate first and foremost. You have to have nuts, and you have to have caramel. Or caramel. And we have all of those. And you have all of Well, of course you do. How did you guys get into the business? I'm curious. You know, it's a great question. Actually, we basically started as a hobby. My grandmother would come over to our house, and um, she would dip chocolates. We'd give them to friends and family. So I yeah. remember this time of year, um, she would always come in the fall. 
right before Thanksgiving, and we would just make hundreds of different variety of chocolates. And um, yeah, so she taught me how to dip. I am horrible at it. So I mean, <laughs> it, I've spent X amount of years trying to learn. I'm still horrible at dipping chocolates. But yeah, so that's how we kind of got we began is from my my grandma. Is is it a gender thing? Because the best chocolate dippers I've ever seen. Honestly, you know, casting no aspersions on you or on me, they tend to be female. I've seen where they're not even watching. You know, they'll take the nougat or whatever it is, and they'll they'll be chatting, and they'll dip it, and they'll do the little weird thing with their finger and put the thing on the top. And I just, I go, how do they do that? You know, I think traditionally it was women. In fact, my grandmother during the Great Depression would dip chocolates, and she has stories at the end of her shift. She would be responsible for cleaning her apron. So she would wipe as much chocolate as she could onto that apron <laughs> at the end of her shift. Yeah. So she maybe was too fast because she was trying to get extra chocolate on the apron. Right, right. But then they would take that home. And that's what my, my dad and, you know, my aunts and uncles, that's what all of them had as children with chocolates. At our shop currently, you know, we have a mixture. We have guys and girls or yeah. women um, dipping chocolates. Isn't that amazing how many of these family businesses started, you know, whether officially or unofficially during the Depression? It was the same thing with my Aunt Hazel uh, Dunford, who was Hazel Love, and she started Dunford and Bakery. And my, my grandmother was Hazel also. Oh, is that so right? Hazel Hatch. So it well, must see, be the name. See, I've got, I've got the bakery stuff on my side. You've got the chocolate stuff on your side, although the, the family sold it years ago. Now, as far as National Chocolate Day, what does that mean? Do you do anything in, in particular to celebrate other than feed you know, deprived radio announcers like myself? Well, I have to admit, I, I think today's generations are much cooler than I am. And I read everybody else's social media and then realize, hey, today is National <laughs> yeah, Chocolate Day. Right. <laughs> so I, I wish I had a, a grand scheme, but I think at our shop, every day is National Chocolate Day. And so luckily we were ready to go no matter what day it is. Well, this is quite the assortment. We need to take a break here. Can I talk you into staying one more segment? Absolutely. And if anybody has any questions about great chocolatier, is a chocolatier? Are you a chocolatier? I am a chocolate eater. Eater. But, eater. but, but, I, but I could kind of go as a chocolatier. Oh, Chocolate eater, eater, whatever. <laughs> Make anyway, that sound good. I'm I'm coercing Steve into staying a little bit longer, and uh, I've got some other questions. We'd love to answer any questions you might have. A National Chocolate Day is underway, so of course, I mean, who better to celebrate it with? Especially when he brings all the goodies in with him. Steve Hatch, Hatch Family Chocolates. It's National Chocolate Day. Let's take a break, and we'll come right back with more of Inside Sources, all here at KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I didn't time that very well, Steve. I took a nice bite of this haystack. And oh I my think goodness. You probably timed it perfectly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> now my mouth will water for the remainder of the uh, program. Before I, I talk a little bit more about National Chocolate Day and uh, celebrate with Steve Hatch, and he brought the goodies along, here's the latest information that we have on the impeachment vote. House Democrats have decided to hold a formal vote on opening impeachment proceedings against President Trump, a step that uh, had been resisted for several weeks. The vote could come as early as Thursday, according to Democratic leadership. Uh, Enough Democrats have publicly said that they support the inquiry. It's uh, already been underway since late September, that the outcome is not significantly in doubt, according to this, uh, this story. Details of a resolution to authorize the inquiry and what rights it might give to the Republican minority have been an issue. The resolution would lay out the ground rules for the public part of the impeachment inquiry, which is expected to begin in November. And after several weeks in which the House committees have interviewed witnesses behind closed doors, there seems to be some momentum. momentum rather. Now, the resolution, the text of which will be filed tomorrow, is aimed at, quote, ensuring transparency and providing a clear path forward, end quote. That from the House Rules Committee Chairman, Representative Dave uh, James McGovern, Democrat of Massachusetts. So we have put phone calls out to all in our federal delegation. And, of course, that includes our four representatives, one of which is a Democrat, and our two senators. And we'll see what kind of uh, response we get. And as we uh, do hear from them, it will be most interesting to see what they envision as this does indeed now appear to move forward and get a little more serious with each and every day. As I mentioned, it's a National Chocolate Day. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I, I have to celebrate National Chocolate Day. And there was some uh, method in our madness when we invited Steve Hatch with Hatch Family Chocolates to join us. We just thought maybe a chocolate or two might appear, but you went all out. Thank you so much. And oh, you're welcome. This is absolutely delicious. You know, I was asking you questions off the air, and I thought, well, you dummy, ask them on the air so everybody can enjoy the answers. And what is your most popular chocolate? Wow. Um, you know, I would say we have quite a few. Um, our, our caramels are probably one of the most popular, and that recipe was my grandmother's, mm-hmm. and she passed it down. But even our orange and our lemon creams, we'll we'll take the zest from the pill yeah. and and we'll you know we'll dice it as small as we can get it. We'll take the juice from the oranges and the lemons, and that's what flavor our our orange creams and the raspberry and the strawberry cream. The same thing. You'll get the seeds from you know yeah. every time you're taking a bite. And I think it's just really subjective of which people love. Um, What's kind of cool, too, we actually started making our own ice cream, but we took it off of the different brands of chocolates and the different flavors of chocolates that we create. So we created a crimson chip, which is kind of <laughs> like a cherry cordial, but it's, yeah. you know, there's pieces of chocolate and then there's the cherry. We do all kinds of apricot cream ice cream, but it, we make an apricot cream chocolate and they're all just 
I think everybody just has amazing taste. And it's kind of hard for me to say which ones are my favorite because I, I'm a wuss. Some of them I'm still <laughs> afraid to try, Doug. Really? Yeah, I am. Which one is the most intimidating? Which one takes real guts you know, to, to try? As as a child, I never liked rum nut. And, yeah. and I, I still struggled to get the rum nut cream down. Uh-huh. But, but they're they're very popular. Yeah. And so, like, you know, we would make a bourbon truffle. So, I mean, it, 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 yeah, my taste might not be that great, I'm guessing. Now, here in the Beehive State, we seem to be somewhat infamous for our love of truff, truffles. And uh, how, how do you go about making truffles and which is the most popular? Yeah, I mean, truffles basically are, are creaming like cream and, and chocolate together. We make quite a few. Um, we actually do make a bourbon truffle. Yeah. Go figure for yeah. Utah. We make a bourbon truffle, um, <laughs> but we, we make a, a Bavarian mint truffle, which is just mint and, you know, some cream. Do do people take the bourbon truffles out in a brown paper bag so the bishop doesn't see them? Occasionally, in <laughs> fact, sometimes the bishops might be taking them out too. Them out so, too. but you know, I, I think those are really popular. Yeah. And our peanut butter truffle, and we'll we'll dust them with a little bit of sea salt on top. Wow, I would say those are probably the most popular of truffles that we make. As far as your family company, you were telling me a little bit about its history and its its legacy, and what what are some of the unique things that you do to uh, fulfill needs and and promote your company. You know, I think that we're always trying to evolve. But one of the things we're really community oriented, and so in the summer, every summer we do outdoor movies, and um, we'll have a, we'll close off the street right in front of our shop. We put a big movie screen on the rooftop, and people sit just across the street on in the park um, and watching outdoor movies. We we have live bands. We actually had a live band come in on Saturday. And so we try to have live music every Saturday. Um, it, but we just try to do things for the community. And I think that's what chocolate's all about is just kind of that warm, fuzzy feeling. And so everything we're trying to do is just to make you feel like a child also, just yeah. so that you're you're forgetting all the troubles. You're forgetting the impeachment queries. You're, yeah, right, you're forgetting right. all of that. And you're just remembering the good and tasting that warm, fuzzy feeling. You That's know, what we're selling. I, I was mentioning to Mayor Wilson when she was on the air over the last little while, uh, Dee and I have traveled a bit, which we've never really done before at, at, at any great length in our entire marriage. And But we've been in uh, California, in uh, San Francisco, where Ghirardelli is, is so famous. We've been over even in Switzerland and uh, elsewhere where Lindt chocolate is, is so popular. And I've had the chance to, to see a little bit of... Uh, What's your favorite, milk or dark? Oh, milk. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about it. I'm a, I'm a milk chocolate connoisseur. And I, but it, it, it's interesting as I traveled around, and you know, you sample those, those chocolates and, and they're good. They're, and, you know, in some cases they're great. But here in Utah, we have a gift. You guys have a gift. There's something about Utah when it comes to great baking and pastries and chocolate and ice cream, as you mentioned. Well, what do you think that is in Utah? Is it kind of you, you, you pick your uh, – You, you your... know, there's there are some amazing um, companies. Actually, um, Senator Garn's sister used to own a, a company – um, Janet Russell or oh, Janet, yeah. and it was um, Janet Redenbaugh. They they had a chocolate company. Cummings is amazing. 
um, you know, Armano chocolate. There's a, quite a few companies that are even bean where they'll take the beans and conch them down to make the bars of chocolate. So, you know, I don't know. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the pioneers originally coming across with a lot of Europeans bringing those trade secrets. I, I just know that we're pretty darn lucky we have some amazing chocolate here you know we we really truly do where uh, is the chocolate industry going do you believe you know a lot of people are you know kind of in health crazes i i always call it the the woody allen rule there was a, a an interesting movie that woody allen did years ago called sleepers where he wakes up 200 years in the future and everybody is laughing at him. All the scientists are laughing at him because they go, can you believe that this guy used to think spinach and carrots and kale and all of that stuff was good for you? And now we all know that it's chocolate. And, you know, there's some <laughs> truth to that. I mean, with the dark chocolates and so on, everything that was absolutely out of vogue 15 or 20 years ago is now in vogue as being healthy for you. Where do you think with all of the, the changing tastes – and all of the changing health fads and so on. What is the future of chocolate? Well, um, that that's a good question. I know that we're consuming more than we can produce now. And so at some point, where does that meet? Um, I, I know Dole Pineapple, um, the pineapple plantations in Hawaii, they actually were trying to reutilize some of that soil in Hawaii by starting to plant more cocoa beans oh. and to see if they would grow in Hawaii. And I think that that's some of the future is trying to be creative about where we're growing cocoa beans um, to see if we can produce more. I, I think that's the the biggest need. But I don't think that we're ever going to outgrow that warm, fuzzy feeling that chocolate gives us yeah. and just trying to remind us that we're all children and just, you know, just the goodness of that. I, I know it, chocolate is healthy. There are health benefits of it. Yeah. But I think that that will never erase just that, that warm, fuzzy feeling that you get. You know, speaking of uh, the chocolate shortage in some areas, is it true that the dark chocolate, kind of the darker it is, the more cocoa it is? Yeah, the more cons- cacao. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and so the more cacao a chocolate has, the healthier it is for you. And it actually does do things. It cleans your arteries. It, it helps lower your blood pressure. There's quite a few different things that, that dark chocolate can do. Yeah, yeah. As far as your company is concerned, what are the goals for the uh, Hatch family? Because this, it's been fun to watch it grow. Now, it's been around, what, 15 years? You were yeah, just yeah. a little over. Um, and, you know, I think the future of Hatch family chocolates – we're always up and down. And, and, you know, I am so blessed every day that we're open. It, tomorrow could be a different day. And I think for us, what we want to continue to do is just to, to impact our community in a small way. And I think that we're doing that through chocolate. So we want to continue to grow and um, to continue to make people smile. That, we, that's our future. We have a question. Yeah. This person said, I see a lot of YouTubers that have trouble tempering chocolate. Is it really that hard? It is. Actually, um, you, well, what is, first of all, what, what is tempering chocolate? So tempering chocolate is when you, you have chocolate, sometimes you'll melt it in the car. You, you may have a candy bar in yeah. your pocket. Yeah. Um, and then when you open it up, there's the gray streaks in it. That's basically the cocoa butter separating from the chocolate. So to temper chocolate, you're wanting to mix the cocoa butters, the sugars all in together. And so it's, it's taking it up to a certain temperature, dropping it back down, and then retaking it up to you know about – 85 degrees to 90 degrees. I think I'm just going to leave that to you, and I'm just going to eat it. 
What do you think? I think it tastes good either way. Does that work? <laughs> that Just that maybe is... don't look if it looks cloudy. Just don't look at it. Now, of course, the most important thing I need to ask of my producer and uh, Gustavo and everybody, has the uh, caramel chocolate apple been cut yet? And have you really, they're working on it? Uh, the, yeah, the crew's working on it's that. It's a fruit, Doug. It, it's a fruit. Exactly. I am eating healthy fruit and chocolate. I mean, it's... Heaven sent. This is totally a health day for you. Exactly. This, this is totally a healthy day. We need to hang around more often, I can tell. I need this kind of reinforcement and the goodies as well. Hey, Steve, this has been fun. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here on National Chocolate Day, and I'm glad we could inform you that it was National Chocolate Day. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, next year it'll be a big, big holiday with the Hatch family, and uh, we appreciate them bringing the goodies by as well. Once again, we're scrambling to get as much information as we can and reach out to our elected federal delegation on the uh, the impeachment vote that could happen as early as Thursday. We'll continue to keep you up to date here on Inside Sources. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.